The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. James Pledger, Jack Thompson, The Saturday Morning Hangover. Good morning and welcome into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star 94.1 FM, ESPNSA.com. I am James Pledger, joined by Jack Thompson and Katie Goodman this morning. What's happening, guys? Full studio. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a good day. It's a good day to be a Spurs fan. It is been a beautiful week. been one hell of a week, and... Let's go ahead and start with the NBA draft lottery because everybody's been talking about it. Jack, you and I talked about it on Locked On Spurs seconds after it happened. Mm-hmm. You're the biggest Spurs fan here. I'm what the biggest were your... Spurs fan in a lot of places. Uh, I get it. <laughs> what were your initial thoughts? At first, there were no thoughts. It was just a euphoric joy. And lots of hyped screaming and jumping. <laughs> but then once, you know, that came back down to earth as much as it could, it's just the realization that we've started this turnaround after one season. Is there back down to earth? Well, no. But as close <laughs> as no coming back. As close okay, as no coming back. As close as you could be. And you say it. The rebuild took one year yeah. because we did it right. We did it right. You go to the bottom in a year where there's a generational talent and you give yourself a chance. We said it a lot this year. This team at full strength was probably closer to 30-something wins mm-hmm. than it was the 22 it ended up with. Yeah. Which means the climb from there with a generational prospect to 40 is a lot closer than people actually perceive it to be yeah from what the season was Mm -hmm. katie man i just i keep thinking about how there's a 14 percent chance and how many people self-included at one point talk so much crap about 14 percent. why are we putting all our eggs in one basket for a 14 percent chance but it worked and we got it and man i i'm not gonna lie whenever we can the the draft lottery was going on. I was sitting at home because I was like, man, there's no way. No way (laughs) we're getting the first round pick because (laughs) like how many people obviously who aren't Spurs fans, I feel like a lot of people just don't like the Spurs. And if it were rigged, we would not be the team (laughs) to get it, you know? And so my thoughts were like, well, if it is rigged, like they say, we're definitely not getting it. And if it's not rigged, (laughs) there's still a pretty small chance. And then, once it started creeping into top four, I was like, oh, okay. And then once the third pick went, I go, oh, my God, this is great. And then and then I was like, you know, it, anything could have happened. We could have had Scoot. We could have had Wendy. And mm-hmm. it still would have been really great. But instead, it was like Christmas, you know? You mm-hmm. get the top one. You get the best one. And then it's just, for me, I'm living for all of these reaction videos. How everybody's reacted similar but different. So you know, cool. <laughs> there's usually mm-hmm. a scream and some jumping and some pacing. For me, I did the exact same thing. I could, there were no words. 
And then I went out and got hammered. Because <laughs> Wasted for Wimby, y'all. Yes! Wasted for Wimby. It's kind of the show's title. Yeah. <laughs> Should we change the name? Yeah. <laughs> Deal. I, I love the fact that you're like 14%. What's the real, like, why are they putting all their eggs in this basket? I don't believe all their eggs were ever in that basket. They were attempting to give themselves the best possibility at that. But remember, these guys have 11 draft picks over the next five years and, and or 11 first-round draft picks over the next five years and, like, 20-something over the next 10 like uh, in total. They are stacked mm-hmm. with draft capital. So if they missed on Wimby... They get Cam Whitmore, Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, uh, Amen, and Rossar Thompson. They get a different player, and they just build differently. I think they they still take someone there, or possibly try and flip that pick for a more established player. But I do believe all their eggs were never in this basket. They were just attempting to give themselves the best possible opportunity at this basket. You're right there, James. They played the long game, and you know they set themselves up with future picks, um, with an opportunity to have a number one pick this time around, and that they're like a classic franchise. They've been around, they've had their championships. They know how it's done. Pop has seen it all, and you know the latest is that Pop hasn't even signed his contract yet <laughs> for next season. But I'm like, he had better be there, or I am. Gonna have to speak to the manager. I will Karen <laughs> this shit Karen. so fast. <laughs> Going so fast on I that. I will Karen. <laughs> I will invoke my privilege. And I'm just kidding. I, they're like, who is this little pipsqueak yelling at us, barking like a chihuahua? No, but seriously, I I would be so upset if he weren't there for this like pivotal moment. Question: Who wants this more? Does Pop want to coach Wimby, or does Wimby try and convince Pop to return? Who wants it more? Because I, I think it's Wimby. I think it's pretty equal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know why on earth Pop would not want to have the opportunity to once again coach what could be, if everything pans out, one of the greatest to play mm-hmm. with the way everyone's talking about it. And, like, after he has, he's already had, you know, a top, I don't know where you put David in the pantheon of sinners, but he's up there in the top ten for sure. And then, you know, Timmy, right. top five all time, so in any at any position. So I don't know why he wouldn't have the strong, strong inclination to sign that as fast as he could. Right. My thing is, do you think there'd be anyone else against Pop being in the mix that's not Wimby and not Pop? No. No, you're building this around Wimby right now, and by all intents and purposes, the team loves Pop. Right. Keldon loves I'm him. I'm like, who doesn't Kevin love Kevin loves him, and I think those are the only two other voices that really matter. Jeremy loves him. Mm-hmm. So those are the voices that matter in that locker room. Everything else is in replaceable piece and likely will be at some point (laughs) i'm super down with pop just coaching till he like kills over on the court you know like 10 15 years from now pop just keep going because we need you i'm all about that it was interesting yesterday on the blitz jason had on former spur danny green who was a free agent 
just spent the year in Cleveland with the Cavaliers and was talking about Wimby and what that means moving forward. And the possibility of San Antonio during the Big Three era, you were you only got older vets that were looking for a ring at the end of their run, usually taking less money. But when it came to outside of LaMarcus Aldridge, when it came to big-time free agents, San Antonio usually wasn't highly thought of. It's only in my entire Spurs lifetime, there's only been one big name free agent we've got, and that's LaMarcus Aldridge. Why do you hate Richard Jefferson? I that's not a big name free agent. <laughs> we thought it was going to help at the time, and then he decided he didn't want to play above the rim anymore, <laughs> and only shot corner threes, and he could not do that. Look, that has been the stigma of San Antonio for the longest time. Now we are in a position where you're bringing in a player where you hear multiple people say multiple things. Like, I remember this being said last November by Giannis, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo when he was on Serge Ibaka's podcast. I want to ask you a question about Wemanyama, the young Victor, player yes. from, from France. Yeah, Victor. What do you think about him? Get ready, my friend. How long you want to play? Till I can't. Till I can't work. Okay, so what? That's five, seven more years? Yes. Okay, my friend, you will be in the league with this kid, Tom. You have to get ready, eh? Because this, if you're not ready, this kid's going to be... He's a problem, huh? Problem. You saw him like, is it? When I say, hey, problem, problem, big, big problem. I've never <laughs> seen this before in my life. It's crazy. I saw him up close. He was in the same team with my brother, okay. Costas. Um, he's, he's taller than uh, Rudy Gobert. Wow. He's taller than Rudy Gobert, but uh, he can black shot like Rudy, but shoot like KD. <laughs> bro, bro, crazy, crazy. And he like, he has a good attitude. A good attitude, huh? Yeah, if he stays healthy, if he stays healthy, um, he's going to be really good. And then, remember back in February this year, while they were on the All-Star break, they had this thing in Las Vegas where the All-Star game was being held where Scoot played against Wimby and all the NBA stars went out and watched that showcase game. And it was kind of our first American introduction to him as a consumer, not watching overseas tape of him against foreign players. It was him in the States against other highly touted prospects and LeBron was asked about Victor Wimbanyama and said, uh, What about thinking of him? I think probably the same as everybody else think. Um, you know, everybody, you know, we're labeling like this unicorn thing. Everybody's been a unicorn over the last few years, but he's more like, like an alien. Um, I've never seen, no one has ever seen anyone um, as tall as he is, but as fluid and as graceful he is out on the floor. I mean, at 7'4", or 7'5", or 7'3", whatever the case may be, um, his ability to put the ball on the floor, um, shoot step-back jumpers out of the post, step-back threes, catch-and-shoot threes, block shots. Um, he's um, for sure uh, a generational talent, and uh, hopefully he continues to stay healthy. That's what's most important. These are superstars, MVPs in this league, 
saying this about him. So when Jason had Danny Green on the Blitz yesterday, he asked him about that stigma against San Antonio and free agents wanting to come here and if Victor Wimbanyama can change any of that. You know, when you got a city in Texas like San Antonio and the fans behind it are so, so great, uh, I think they already have some some attracting uh, some attractions for players and people want to be there. You're in Texas, no state taxes, um, in a warm city, warm weather, in the middle of the country, you know, it, it's a really good location. And with the good fans, when you have talent, it, it, it said it'll bring in other talent. And all it takes is one piece, really, to, to drive in those type of stars. Um, I don't know if a lot of guys will want to go, but I know it definitely is a said a you, you have a different perspective on the situation in the organization now. When you look at an organization, and they're, they're obviously have a great city, but they're losing and don't have pieces to turn around and win. You're like, ah, I don't know if I want to be there. A lot of guys are making their decisions on winning, and that's how their careers are panning out. So um, when it comes to like basing off a career or trying to extend your career or wanting to win in your career, you look at the situations that fit, but also something that can you know either turn your career around or help your career in terms of winning and success. So when you have a big star like that or a guy coming in like that, you feel like you can be a part of that turnaround situation and be in a winning organization in the near future. Yeah. yeah. Facts. Absolutely. And, I mean, not only that, but setting ourselves up with top draft picks for years to come, like, it's. I think the proof is in the pudding there. Yeah. It's, like, on paper looking really freaking good. I think it would make sense for a lot of people to try to move in on that, what's, especially early. What's super exciting, too, about upcoming draft picks is the mm-hmm. Hawks look like they're leaning towards blowing that up. And if they do, not Sorry. only are their picks unprotected. They're also ours. They're yours, <laughs> but don't forget, on top yeah. of those picks that are yours, you also have pick swaps. Mm-hmm. Because you can't trade picks in consecutive years. So the way around that is you get their unprotected pick, then you have the right to pick swap with them. So if they fall lower than you do, you can swap picks and take that pick. Jeez, so many loopholes, so many options. No Mm -hmm. wonder it's so dramatic every year. So many different things could happen. Oh, yeah. But so Wimby's going nowhere, man. It's crazy to let that guy go. <laughs> so many different things can happen, and let's start to look at some of the things that could possibly happen with Victor Wimbanyama and the San Antonio Spurs as we continue here on the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM, ESPNSA.com. Don't forget, coming up a little bit later in the show, you're going to want to stay tuned. I've got a pair of tickets to go check out Eclipse, a journey tribute at the Aztec Theater, July 29th, and we will be giving those tickets away here by, what's an appointment for 1050? 10.15, an hour from now, stay with the show, lock in. We're going to get you set to see Eclipse at the Aztec Theater, July 29th, brought to you by Live Nation. Tickets available at LiveNation.com. But the Wimbenyama effect, how big can it be? Well, we'll let you know just how massive this turnaround and quick it could happen Next, right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and ESPNSA.com. This is 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star.
Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover. We are your hangover without the headache. Right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM, ESPNSA.com. I'm James Pledger, joined by Jack Thompson and Katie Goodman. We've been talking about Victor Wimbanyama because it is one of the biggest things to happen to the city of San Antonio since 2014. Yeah, it was the first, like... Really good day to be a spur in almost 10 years. <laughs> yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so now you have to start looking at what Wimby's effect is. We heard Giannis and LeBron talking about him. We've heard Danny Green talk about how free agents yeah. this could now be a destination, how Texas ha- already has things that entice you in terms of state taxes and stuff if you are in that tax bracket. (laughs) But... Which all these guys are. They all are, and he will be, and it will only, only grow. Um, You look at how you construct this team now, Mm -hmm. because they've got a ton of draft picks, a treasure trove that has been created. So what do you do with that? Because much like... Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City is looking for that piece. They think they may have it in Shea Gilgis, oh, uh, Giddy, and Chet Holmgren. They have it in at least Shea. God, he's good. But they, you know, now's the part of their program where they take those excess picks and try and build around what they have, right? Because you can't keep all of them. All of the draft picks is just. It's untenable because you only have 15 guys on a roster. Mm-hmm. So Let me just Google untenable real quick. <laughs> word choice. But it, there's just so many people. If you keep drafting two and three players every year, your roster, like you can't keep, keep it up many, or you yeah. can't keep all of the young people. Right. And, you and just can't. So the there's not enough spots. Sense. Yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> So what do you do then? Why do you have all these draft picks? Trading power, bargaining power. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I started off with, and I know Jack has a ton of ideas, Mm -hmm. but I started off with piece number one, right? Mm -hmm. Piece number one is you pair him with another star. Yes. You bring someone in and on draft night, at 7.22, yes. a guy named Steve Fetterman, who is the CBS West Coast correspondent, tweeted, could it be this is really happening? And if you look at the timestamp of 7.22, that's right when they went to commercial break with the top four yet to be revealed. So he's could it be Vic and Dame, Dame Vic, hashtag, he, he added Dame Lillard in this tweet, and he was like, Boom. As we know, about three minutes later, they're picking third, not first. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, everything goes downhill. Spurs get number one. Portland's and the CBS West Coast correspondents' dreams are dashed. We think it's over, right? About an hour later, at 826, everybody knows, especially people within the lottery, People within the game knew what happened. 826, 
Dame Lillard quote tweets Steve Fetterman's tweet and says, if so, dot, 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 dot. He's saying. <laughs> he could be saying, come get How me. How much you got? <laughs> and we know that Dame has been frustrated with losing. And Portland has been unable to surround him with the necessary talent around him to be competitive. And he doesn't want to leave. We know that he embraces Portland, so he likes the smaller market. It's not a huge deal breaker to him. It's not like he's trying to get to New York or force his way to L.A. like a lot of superstars do when they're in a smaller city like that. He has been content, but... He is 35 years old. He is on the wrong side, and things are going in the wrong direction. He's dealt with injuries the last few years. And carrying this team on his own, basically. uh, C.J. McCollum is gone. He is now in New Orleans, been traded away, and they still have yet to put pieces around him to make them competitive. Does Dane finally flex and be like, I'm ready to go? Because if so, you have the capital to not only get him, but still fill out the roster around him. And you've got the cap space. So, why not pair a Victor Wimbenyama with a Dame Lillard who can, A, be the point guard that this team doesn't have right now. Yep. And B, be that legitimate secondary scoring threat. Yeah, and a veteran who's had some time in the NBA. I know you're saying he's getting on the wrong side of, you know, numbers and wrong side of the hill here for NBA. But there's a lot of value that those players bring. Oh yeah, I mean he's only he's 32. He's still got mm-hmm. <laughs> five years, I would say, left playing at a pretty high level. And the good thing about Dame's game and it's not very inducive to being hyper athletic. No, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm all for Dame. Dame is the first option you're going for. No doubt about That's that. That's your number one option. Yeah, I mean, it's the first thing you can go for right now. I would say him and Jalen Brown are the two big names that you're absolutely chasing. And those are two non-free agents that you're going to have to trade for, try and go get. And I've been on the Jalen Brown to Houston because of Ime Udoka and the capital draft capital that they have with all of Brooklyn's picks and stuff like that. But rumors are really heating up about them attacking James Harden this offseason. Yeah. And if that's the case, you're going to have I don't, enough. Well, I both. think you have eh. enough because they also are yeah. well under the salary cap because mm-hmm. of all the rookies. But would Jalen want to play with James? And my question is, does he may want to coach James? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just, I don't understand that, but I kind of almost dismiss Jalen to Houston if the fact they are going after James Harden in the offseason as a free agent this year. Yeah. But that would make sense. I would like Jalen Brown here. But those two pieces, while you have the draft capital, there is also the possibility that you have to give up more than that. Yeah. In oh, terms yeah. of young pieces to match. That was my then next question. And so if we try I know to go... he's been asking this all week yes. to various on our YouTube live ask if they trade Keldon Johnson for the right piece. Absolutely. I believe he is a part of it because 
he may have to go back as salary matching yeah. because he is the biggest contract on the Spurs right yeah. now. Now, my my only my only hesitation with that is I do believe during the off season, mm-hmm. not in the, in the season, you have to match up to a certain dollar amount, player for player, contract for yeah. contract. I believe in the off season when you're leading up to the draft. The money doesn't have to match if neither team goes over the salary cap. Yeah. So I don't think you have to match the money if neither team's going exorbitantly over the salary cap, if I remember correctly in the offseason. But, Jack, next. I mean, if it's not Dame and Jalen Brown, because the free agent market over the next two years, even next year's, it's not good. Not a lot of big names. But if we're looking at this year... We don't get Dame. We don't get Jalen. Because Jalen will be a free agent next year, so you could get him for a lot less in terms of assets that you would have to give up. Mm -hmm. So if we don't get Dame this year and we're not chasing Jalen until next year, there are six names that I see on the free agent market that you could go get that would really help. Mm -hmm. Top of that list for me is Nikola Vucevic. Mm-hmm. You get him, start him at center. Chicago Bulls. Yeah, let Wimby start to bloom in the NBA as a four, not guarding the monsters in the paint. Exactly, and I'm glad you bring up the have him as a four. Kim, I, can, can we both put this out there? Stop thinking Victor Wimbanyama is going to be a five. Yeah. Play the five. Do anything that has to do with guarding Nikola Jokic or Embiid. Like, that's not him. That's not his game. No. Think of him as a wing perimeter player. Yeah. He's just seven five. Just think of him (laughs) as a three four. He's a three four. That's what he plays like. That's what his natural position is. Just stop. Thinking he's going to be a center or a five or have to bang or battle with any of those guys. And maybe eventually. He's not. Eventually, maybe when he, you know, gets his man body, he could turn into a starting five. But right now, he he would stand no chance. He's but, so giant. He's that guy who can shoot a three and rebound his own three. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like in one step. Well, he's so hyper-athletic. Yeah. Like, my goodness. So I, I, I just keep hearing people talk about the – banging he's going to have to take yeah. and dealing with bigs. And I'm like, that's not going to be his game. No. <laughs> Can we stop Let him with guard this? on the perimeter. Come help weak side on the defense. and Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Erase all shots. So I just Nikola, wanted to put that out there. Nikola so. Vucevic, I feel like, would be an absolutely perfect pairing because he also spaces the floor. He can shoot threes. He, you know, he'll be able to bang with the big guys. He's a big body dude. Really high basketball IQ also. So I very much like Nikola Vucevic. And he's probably going to cost us between 20 and $25 million. Yep. Which is Imminently. about what you figured you were going to spend on Jakob Pertl had you kept him. Yes. After that, I, I like, I like um, Fred Van Vliet, point guard. Another guy going to be $20, 25000000 million for us. Uh, Thomas Bryant. I think he would be a good big to snag for a rotational size. I don't that's a cheap one. He'll only cost us like five to ten million. Probably less than ten. One that I really do like, because I think we need some vet firepower off the bench, and I'm not sure KBD 
is going to do it for us, Keita Bates-Diop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably maxed out as a player. Very serviceable guy, but I don't think he's going to be it for us. Harrison Barnes. Very much like the idea of Harrison Barnes coming in off the bench with our young second unit and being, you know, that 3-4. I like that a lot. Now you say second unit. Yes. 3-4. Yes. Tavarius on our YouTube Live asks, what's your starting lineup on this team? Sohan or Keldon off the bench with Victor Wimbanyama because obviously, like we said, he is not going to be your five. Well, I don't know what the Spurs are going to do if he's not the but five. But Sohan was a five, was a sixth man in college. It's it's not out of the realm well, of possibility. Well, he's not coming off the bench for me. Yeah, no way. Then it's Keldon. It's Keldon. I, yeah. Like somebody has to. No, it's Keldon. If, if, do you think if, they'd move Keldon? To like... Uh, trade. Off the bench to trade. trade him. Yeah, I would trade him. I mean, he's our most valuable. If we have to go get one of these big guys, they're going to want someone big, and I'd much rather keep Devin than Kelvin. So, but if we do nothing, we stand. You know, as the roster is, the starting lineup is probably Malachi or Trey. I don't know. Depends on if we want shooting or if we want floor general. I don't know what. They're mm-hmm. kind of go for Devin, Jeremy, Wimby, and I mean, as is, it's Zach Collins. Which yeah, is not, I like Zach. I like him a lot too, but I like him a whole lot more coming off the bench. Sure. Yeah. But Harrison Barnes, like that a lot. Jeremy Grant, another good, you know, four. Kuzma, another solid guy that can come in and do a lot of things. But for me, top of the list free agency this year is definitely Nikola Vucevic. And I think that would be a great first step into where we're trying to go, which is obviously go get that Larry O'Brien. Because mm. if we got Vuce, then we're looking at, you know, Trey, whatever, Trey, Malachi, Devin, Jeremy, Wimby, and Vucevic. And that offsets Jeremy's. And I wouldn't say inability, but not high clip rate of shooting threes. So you're re-signing Trey Jones. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's only at 1.4 right now. You pay him f- five. Yeah. It's not, not a whole lot that'll hit. But but I'm also, I'm not bringing back Romeo. I'm not bringing back Keita Bates-Diop. And I'm not bringing back Gorgie. So that right there... Is, You're turning the back end of your roster. Yeah, that right there is like seven million. So that pays for a tray in itself, right there. It's a lot. A lot we can do. A lot <laughs> we can do. But yeah, I'm starting with Nikola Vucevic. I think he'd be a perfect pairing. Perfect pairing. And le- next mm-hmm. next year's class is even worse, honestly, with people that I would want to go get besides Jalen Brown. There's only three. Nick Claxton, Tobias Harris to be that rotational big, or Sadiq Bey. Zach Collins, I I mean, he's the starter that we have at five right now. Jimenez, you have your own show to drop hot takes on. This (laughs) isn't even a hot take. Like, he's obviously the starting center right now. Right now. Yeah, but he's not, like, we go into the deep in the playoffs, and you want Zach Collins guarding, like, Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid and mm-hmm. all these guys, it ain't going to work out very well for us. 
So I think you got to go spend some money and get a big body center that can really help out and actually play some solid defense. Because that Collins, like, realistically, is also a four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nikola Vucevic, I think, would be fantastic. I mean, it's it's nice to be able to think about these bigger name players. I'm not going to say huge name players, yeah. but some of them are huge if you're talking about trading for Jalen Brown or Damian Lillard, and they like to stay here and possibly sign extensions to yeah. pair with Victor Wimbanyama. Yeah. Like, having that kind of clout and respect, I want to say again, but it's not even really again. It kind of feels like for the first time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just gives fans this completely different set of hope that they even had during the big three era oh yeah what's really cool too is how last season they were all about like the nostalgia from late 90s 96 97 and then now we just get this huge draft pick which Mm -hmm. we haven't had since then it just feels like it's all following perfectly in line yeah the ideal i'm looking at this right now and like running all the numbers and stuff through my head. It's like that meme, the Einstein meme. Yeah, that's literally me. <laughs> so, trade Keldon and Doug and several first-rounders. Go get Dame. And that salary already matches up fairly closely. We're about like $10 million off. Mm-hmm. Bring in Dame. We still have a lot of cap. Yes. Go get Voose, and then you're going Dame, Devin, Jeremy, Wimby, and Voose. It's not bad. That's, and as a matter of fact, I'd throw Jeremy possibly at the four and put Voose at the three. Or I mean, uh, Wimby, at, Wimby the at the three. Yeah, I mean they're interchange. Those two would be interchangeable on the court. We'd be locking people up, and we'd be getting buckets. Like Dame, Devin, Jeremy, Wimby, and Voose would get us. Deep into the playoffs. Deep as you're talking about a team that would be. I want, I'm not going to say favorites, yeah. but they would be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Top odds yeah. to be at least in the Western championship contenders, yeah. would be contenders when it comes to the Western Conference Vegas betting lines. Mm-hmm. He is Jack Thompson. She is Katie Goodman. I'm James Pledger. You're locked in to the Saturday morning hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star. More coming up, including the NBA playoffs. But next, I wanted to exercise some Dallas Cowboy questions because I read an article on Pro Football Talk where it says, outside of Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott may have the single best contract in the NFL when it comes to quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. We'll discuss next right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star 94.1 and ESPNSA.com. Oh, it's Saturday night. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star 94.1 FM. ESPNSA.com. I am James Pledger, joined by Katie Goodman and Jack Thompson. What's happening, guys? Just trying to contain myself. Still reveling? Yeah. I can see the wheels turning in Jack's brain, and there's like smoke starting to come out of his ears. I could absolutely get this done for us. While while (laughs) your gears are turning then, before we 
uh, take a look at the Cowboys and Dak's contract. Tavares asks, Brooke Lopez? Question mark? Not, a, not <laughs> opposed to Brooke Lopez. I know he's older, but he is also a Cheaper. better defender. Cheaper. Cheaper. Yeah. If we went and got Brooke Lopez at probably like $10 million less than we would have to pay Voose. Yeah, I was thinking 15 15 less? No, no, 15 mil. Oh, yeah, 15 mil. 10 less. Yeah, and I would imagine we have to pay Voose like 20 to 25. So, yeah, 5 to 10 mil less. That would allow us to go get someone else, too. And that would, my pick again would be Harrison Barnes. <laughs> exactly. Once again, it all comes back to Harrison Barnes. <laughs> I think he would be so good for our, our, like, for our young guys. Got a ring, knows what it takes, like. That's part of winning a championship is having guys that know what it takes. And he was part of a turnaround though from a bad, and mm-hmm. he was there for for the bad yeah. of Sacramento mm-hmm. to see it get to the number two seed yeah. this year or three seed this year in the Western Conference. So he knows culture change, turning around a losing culture, et cetera, et cetera. I get it. We look at the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott is under contract this year and next year, but next year his cap hit is almost $60 million, 59 and change. Mike Florio wrote this article on Pro Football Talk about Dak's contract, saying outside of the aberration that is Deshaun Watson's, he may have the best quarterback contract in the NFL because when he initially signed his four-year, $160 million deal back in March of 2021. It was a lot of guaranteed money for him. Mm-hmm. And it allowed him to be near top of the market, get a lot of money guaranteed to him. And it just established him as one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL, which he he maintained for a long time up until we've started to see Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, and we're about to see Burrow and Herbert and others start to get paid. What do you do? Because we've seen Dax willing to know his value, slow play, work things out, franchise tag, franchise tag, boom, finally gets the big contract despite breaking his leg and coming back off of that. Yeah. So he played it, his agent, CAA, Todd France, they played it right. Everything worked to Dak, and we know that he is in no rush to sign a deal that is not beneficial to him. Mm-hmm. So when people is like, team-friendly, team-friendly, we've heard Stephen Jones talk about C.D. Lamb, yeah. Trayvon Diggs, yeah. Micah Parsons, and Dak Prescott as contracts that they have prioritized in getting done soon Trayvon's going into his final year mm-hmm. it's going to be very very difficult because he was a second round pick you don't have that fifth year option CD is currently on his fifth year option mm-hmm. or he's on his fourth year he's going into his fifth year yeah. option so you've got two years on him at least you, you need to get some of these done and I think the biggest domino to fall that would create the most amount of cap space would be Dak's deal. Yeah, Dak's got to be first because as soon as Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert sign, that's but going up. That's the problem, too, is we've seen 
the Cowboys are not fast in handling no, situations like this or even ring the room. Remember, they traded Amari Cooper, and two weeks later, the wide receiver market went from Amari Cooper at $20 million is too much to pay a receiver to Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill are making almost $30 million a yeah. year, and all of a sudden, well, his 20 looks great. We also, like, there is the reading the room part, which the Cowboys do slack big time. But I don't think anyone could have read the room and saw Christian Kirk was about to reset the market. That was crazy. But it obviously worked out very well for him and the Jaguars. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, the Amari, that was definitely a, a big slip by the Cowboys. Now, are we, or are the NFL owners possibly trying to do with receivers what they did with running backs? Because we saw running backs... Zeke, McCaffrey, everybody blew up 16, 17, $18 million contracts for running backs. And then all of a sudden we've seen Miles Sanders 6.5 this year. Like it's shifted back the other way mm -hmm. to where the franchise tag is now 10.1 for Tony Pollard mm -hmm. instead of upwards of 12 to 13, $14 million. Yeah. Where it, so we've seen them kind of adjust the market back yeah after those two 30 million dollar deals does it say more about the last two free agent wide receiver classes that it's kind of shifted back or is it say more about the owners trying to reel back in that con those contracts i would say reel back in i mean because we haven't seen a big name receiver really get paid since well, justin jefferson's up next i know and he's gonna blow it up so, so you got to get CD done before him. You, so there's two. Yeah. You got to get Dak done before Burrow and Herbert. Mm -hmm. You got to get CD done before Justin Jefferson. Yeah. You you got to figure out a way to make this work because there are very very important things coming down the pipe for the Cowboys. I mean, Micah, it's Trayvon. <laughs> yeah, and Trey. Yes. I mean, this is. This is big, and I know the cap goes up every year, mm -hmm. but by how much? It's an incremental. Yeah. It's an incremental growth, right? Yeah. It doesn't go up enough to offset how much we would have to pay more if we waited on Dak and CD. It is going to be very interesting to see how the Cowboys play this with, especially Dak Prescott, because of the way it went the first time. Because we, I remember saying this on the air. Get Dak done. Mm -hmm. Like even even if it's top of the market early, you, you get locking them in somewhere around thirty million. They wait and it turns into forty five. Two in two years, the average quarterback salary went from thirty to forty five. It's a yeah. that's a huge jump. And when you look at the uh, types of quarterbacks that are coming up, that's going to jump again because you're looking at massive, massive guarantees with Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, who just got some. And I imagine those guarantees are going to be even bigger when talking about a Joe Burrow, who can basically... That's going to be the one that's going to be very interesting to mm -hmm. me because if there is somebody who could go, and let's not forget, while Mahomes is under contract, he can re 
he can go back to the table on that deal at any point in time that he wants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, is Dak really a top quarterback that justifies that? Pick? He's top 10, and you got to have a good quarterback to win the Super Bowl. So You do. You can't. You do. Like, there's... <laughs> but would it make sense to try to get somebody else? That's the million-dollar question right there, Katie. I mean, it... <laughs> It sounds so much easier than it's it very, actually is. I getting know. A, getting, I'm very aware of this. Getting a franchise quarterback that's probably the hardest position to get in any sport. And my favorite thing is, well, look at the 49ers. They took Mr. Irrelevant and they're set. People forget that the 49ers just a couple years before traded Three first-round picks mm-hmm. to move up to get Trey Lance, yeah. who hasn't worked to this point. Yeah. So, yes, while they got one uh, seventh-rounder, they also missed by giving up a whole bunch of draft mm-hmm. capital to go get somebody right now that looks like a big, big, big miss. So, I mean, we've been talking about this, so like trying to draft a quarterback that Dak can coach as he maybe moves out. Yeah, well. and, and it, not even coach, just to... Have another body in the room for competition. And what did the Cowboys do this Mm offseason? All they did was re-sign Cooper Rush, who you know is no threat to Dak Prescott. Yeah. They didn't bring in an undrafted free agent. They didn't draft a quarterback. They didn't do anything to insert any kind. And by not even bringing competition to Dak, Mm Mm-hmm you give Dak even more power when it comes to the contract negotiations because he knows you've got nothing behind him. Right. And even that time when Cooper was doing okay for that pocket of time and people were talking about, oh, let Dak go, Dak came back like it never even happened. Like, I didn't, there was like no real spike in his abilities. Like, there, there was nothing to me to indicate that he was worried about it. Well, and he shouldn't have been because it, it, while they won games, you know it wasn't Cooper Rush's was right. the reason they were winning games. Right. The defense played outside his mind, and they ran the ball very well, and Cooper Rush made the throw. It was a lot like Dak Prescott early in his career. Yeah. Yeah. Give the ball to Zeke, which still the biggest robbery in my mind was Zeke Elliott not being named Rookie of the Year, Dak Prescott being named Rookie of the Year, when Zeke carried that team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Zeke did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I he mean, absolutely that, did. That was the biggest slight that I can remember. They should do it by position, not just general rookie of the year, because there's so many different qualities yeah. required to be great in different positions. It's like comparing apples to oranges in some situations. In my humble opinion. In your humble opinion. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. I, it's, it's hard for me to see Dak getting that amount of money and that kind of contract extension, but they've also kind of put themselves in a corner and not made it easy to do a ton else. And I kind of feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Omar, give me 10 better than Dak. Hit me back with a message with 10 better. I mean, that's where I have him it's it's like yeah right around 10 yeah he's 8 9 10 yeah but I can't he's between he's between 8 and 12 fair fair 
I don't think he's outside 10. I don't think he is either, but, I mean, in in fairness, because everybody has a different opinion on different quarterbacks. Well, some people are right and some people are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he is Jack Thompson. Simple as that. She is Katie Goodman. I'm James Pledger. This is the Saturday Morning Hangover. We are your hangover without the headache. Right here on a Saturday morning for you. When we get back, we're going to look at the NBA playoffs because Hemi is there. And he is taking no crap. Celtics up 2-0, or down 2-0 after losing both home games. How much trouble are they in? And the Lakers. Is tonight a must-win for them? Absolutely. (laughs) Some say yes, some say no. How could it possibly not be? Well, by definition, it's not a must-win. Okay. You're going up against a two-time MVP. You better go get a win at home. We're talking about it. Coming up next, right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and ESPNSA.com. James Pledger, Jack Thompson, the Saturday Morning Hangover. Welcome back into your hangover without the headache. This is the Saturday morning hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM, ESPNSA.com. I'm James Pledger, joined by Jack Thompson and Katie Goodman. What's good, guys? Just trying to figure this whole Spurs thing out, man. Oh, we're going to get back into the Wimby Spurs, how you build around a generational talent. Coming up here in a little bit. Don't forget, coming up here in about 10 more minutes, I'm going to be giving away tickets to go see Eclipse out at the Aztec Theater on July 29th via Live Nation. Stay tuned for that. But the NBA playoffs are in full effect, and Hemi Butler has struck again. Hemi. They take both games in Boston against what we perceive to be Probably the favorite in the Eastern Conference coming into this. It was either them or Milwaukee. Milwaukee, you understand, as an eight seed, them getting past them with the Giannis injury during the series. Yeah. But going through both Milwaukee and Boston as an eight seed to get to the final, they didn't have the easiest of roads. And they have plowed through it. And it doesn't even look like it's been that hard for him. Is Jimmy Butler the best playoff player of all time? Like, <laughs> I've never. He has the largest point differential from regular season to playoffs in NBA history through through his career. Jeez, I mean, he is that dude. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The zone that he can put himself in is just—it's absurd. I kind of wish I saw it more during the regular season. Yeah. Because he's so slept on because yeah. you just don't see this from mm-hmm. him all the time. Yeah. It's just... But playing at that intensity level, I get it. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's just so crazy, man. He's just unstoppable. <laughs> and apparently smack talking only helps him, right? Oh, yeah. Jimmy's the kind of guy you don't. Especially, <laughs> like, if if Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum did that, <laughs> it'd be a little different. But Grant Williams... <laughs> Come on, dude. You're a good rotational guy, but that's Hemi right there. Hemi Butler. Pledge is going crazy. Something no, just happened. I, uh, you see he's got a three wood in his hand? 
Yeah. Do you see the where the ball is now? Well, here it is. Oh, You'll Lord. get to see the replay. This is fantastic. Oh, I love it when golfers look like us out on the course sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> now, the course conditions are brutal. But... Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> That's yeah. like me trying Went to about golf. <laughs> seven feet. Yesterday, I saw Justin Thomas trying to get out of a, a sand trap probably oh, from yeah, like 200 it... yards away, and he just drills the side of the trap, and I'm like, Oh, did you see the green side one where he flew the green and put it about 100 yards back in the no. fairway where he just caught it pure? No, he just, <laughs> God. No, he was literally trying to trying to slam it out of the, the bunker, and it just went right into the wall of the bunker and just rolled right next to him. I was like, I've done that. What are our thoughts? <laughs> because we are both big Jason Tatum fans. Oh, yeah. Zero shot attempts even in game one in the fourth quarter. Makes and then, no sense. I'm, he's supposed to be that dude. He is. And yeah. he's humbly telling us, not humbly, that he's that dude. He just doesn't have that dog intensity like Jimmy does, which there are a few in the league that truly do. But but when it gets to that time, I do believe that he's... Like he's he can just zero in and take a game over late. Sometimes, but the difference between what he does and what Jimmy does is Jimmy doesn't force it. He takes really good shots. He gets to where he wants to go. I see a lot of the time in Tatum's play, he's such a gifted scorer and he's so long and hard to guard. He forces a lot and he makes a lot of them. Like that 50 two points game seven, mm -hmm. he was dialed in and he was hitting all of those tough shots. Step back threes, has he pull up threes in your face? Jimmy doesn't settle for that kind of stuff. If he's going to force it, he, he gets himself to the paint, rises above you for a little floater. He's not taking pull up threes in transition in your face. Like He plays at a much more cerebral, I got to get what I, where I got to get or I'm giving it up type of mentality and I see Jason Tatum lock into a mode where he's like I just gotta I gotta get shots up not they don't have to be good shots but I'm so good that I can score over anyone and I'm gonna take tough shots and it's just it's completely different also Tatum while he's incredible it's a little predictable in his moves mm -hmm. his bag is really good but he he dips into the same moves a lot has he right to left cross. We saw Max Struz just pick Pull his up. pocket on one of those. Yeah, it's you got to diversify what you're doing. And he's got to attack the rim way more. Like, he's an excellent shooter, but you're also 6'10". Like, go dunk on someone or get to the free throw line. James says Celtics have no true leader on that team. I've got a question for you, though. It's facts. Are they in this situation if Ime Udoka's on the bench? It's different. It's certainly different. Probably not. I mean, I don't want to discredit what the the Heat have done. I bet it could be a split, but they're not down 2-0, I don't think. Missoula just so coaches like he has something to prove. Like, just go out there is and get Is that on Missoula? I mean, he, I, he doesn't do a lot of, like, in-game um, adjustments? adjustments. Like... It's hand the ball off to JT or Jason Tatum, let them pound the rock for 10 to 15 seconds, 
and then you're forced to get up, you know, either an open look because they draw it or a bad look because, like, they're stay everyone stayed home. There's so, no set to yeah. get an easy bucket. For you look at the Heat every time down the court, they're running a set. They're sharing the ball. It's good shot, better shot, best shot every time. And it always, Jimmy initiates initiates it, and then they go through their set, and he gets it back after multiple screens, and he has a different defender on him. For the Celtics, it's pick and roll, Jason Tatum, let me try and get a weaker defender on him and let me ISO into a, a shot. We're in the playoffs. Like it's not gonna it's not gonna work like that, especially with a team that is so sound and so well coached as the Miami Heat. They're not gonna make a lot of mental mistakes. So you've gotta get the work done with sets and they just don't do it. Does tonight's series feel different than uh, 02 than the other series when you're talking about Lakers Celtic or Lakers Nuggets because it does feel it feels different it feels different yeah it feels part of it is the Nuggets just held serve at home mm-hmm. the other part is the Lakers were in both of those games despite yeah. the Nuggets playing extremely well yeah and Anthony Davis Where are alternate you? days Davis AD <laughs> yeah once again good game one. Meh, game two. Like, he's supposed to be a superstar, right? I'm supposed to count on my superstars night in and night out, right? Yeah, absolutely. Especially a player of Anthony Davis's caliber. So at what point do we look at Anthony Davis and go, are you? He's not him. He's absolutely not him. He's like the most lazy, weak mentality superstar in the league. He's a step above Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns, in my opinion. Man, wow! Jack's just taking the knife Dude, and he's... twisting it at this point. <laughs> no, I, I don't I disagree it. with you. I like you can it, see though. AD you. go off for forty-five in the next game. He's got twelve. <laughs> like it's true. Yeah, he can't put it together consistently. And like when we saw him early in his career, when people were comparing him to Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. he was dominant. He was dominant night in and night out. And now it's just completely different. Is he, it him not knowing how to play with LeBron, which sounds weird knowing LeBron's a a very cerebral and kind of deferring yeah, type I, player despite being a scoring all-time scoring leader, so whole nother topic of conversation. I don't really think that that's it. I just, he just doesn't have that same, let's like, kind of like Jason Tatum. Like, they just don't have that, I'm him, I have to dominate every game. Like, I, it's on my back. If I can do it, we can win it. And there are some nights, like, he's not even guarding Jokic. Like, AD is thought of as one of the best defenders in the league. And he, I saw him on, like, Christian Braun. Like, what are you, you got, I mean, Rui's doing a heck of a job. I mean, as good a job as a 6 8 forward can do on a two-time MVP. But AD, like, you're thought of as one of the best centers, like, defenders in the league. And you're shying away. It was weird seeing LeBron gaff that breakaway yeah 
signature windmill that yeah. he does, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, I saw that, and I saw where they had a bunch of comparisons to MJ and how he did that, but the difference is it wasn't in a playoff game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair. So, I mean, it was just... It happens, though. You know, you, we pedestal these people. That can't happen. Call them a unicorn, and then we find out they don't poop glitter and, and then we all get upset about it <laughs> that can happen to lebron because that is why he's thought of as this like that's why people don't put him number one exactly yeah. it's yeah. that slight different in his mentality and With the it... flopping is just absurd oh god yes it looks like men's soccer it's, Jer- it's, it's, so it's on par i love just, that jeremy so called him out on someone Twitter. had to do it. Someone had yeah. to do it. So why not? Why not Jeremy? And even hit him with the king too. King. Why king? King quotes King James flopping so much. Someone had to do it. I love LeBron. He's the best <laughs> overall basketball player of all time. Jordan is the best winner. But y'all want to hear something? He's re- ridiculous. Y'all want to hear something ridiculous? Uh-oh. The other day, I was driving to, <laughs> I was driving to a segment with Yellow Texas, and I heard on the radio King Charles, and it's on a sports station. So I was like, I know King James. Who the hell is King Charles? <laughs> and then I was like, Oh wait, the actual King of England <laughs> now. No, <laughs> and I was no, like, no, that's Damn. Prince Charles. I'm like, Damn, am I just, am I just that far gone? No, <laughs> no, like, I get what it. What is happening? Where's the caffeine? <laughs> I'm no, I get it because brain. I've known him my whole Charles life. Is, <laughs> I've known him my whole life as Prince Charles. Yeah, so like yeah. him taking over the throne, like it. And, and then it's it on a sports a station. <laughs> so you're, you're they They literally went from talking NBA to talking about King Charles, and I'm like, dude, who is that a new guy in town? Or <laughs> so will it be different in LA? I think it'll be different. The role players will play better. But I mean, they have played well, though. They have. D'Lo has been god-awful. So hopefully they get more out of him. Reeves has been balling, though. Reeves is good. Big fan of Reeves. Like what he does a lot. I don't know, man. It's it's on AD. If AD can consistently show up for the rest of the playoffs, they've, <laughs> they've got a chance. It's game three. It's an odd-numbered game, so. <laughs> yeah. He had a bad game last game, so I expect AD to go for 30-plus tonight. But it's got to be the next game, too, and the next game, and the next game. Like, he's got to consistently bring it. <laughs> this team, this Lakers team, does not want to run into the Heat. I feel like the Heat will dog them. Their mentality, they just are not the same. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And I used to hate the Heat, man. I used to live in Miami, and Heat fans are the worst. <laughs> Absolutely, they're worse than Lakers fans. Well, you don't hear from them if they're not winning, so it's okay. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I've, I hear from them all the time. <laughs> I, I'm terrified of what a Nuggets Heat Finals would look like in terms of ratings and viewership because while that mm. may be the two best teams right now playing each other, in terms of just the way they're playing right now, I feel like national 
bias. awareness mm-hmm. and bias would just leave it to being one of the lower rated finals, especially stylistically. I hate- like Miami's very can I say Spursian in the way that they play say- offense? Yeah. <laughs> they they play the perfect game. They share it. It's good, better. Team. They give up a good Team. shot for it's a better shot flashy, and a though. best shot. Like they're fantastic. Well, I was gonna say, I hate it, to say it, but people say the same thing about the Spurs going to saying. the finals, which is why everyone's so mad about us getting Wemby. Like because they're like, man, all for what? For it to not be a huge NBA finals? Exactly. Dang it! <laughs> but I I look at the Heat and I watch them play, and I'm like. This feels very reminiscent of yeah, like the the, perfect game. the dynasty Spurs, yeah. like the the end of the run, like yeah. twenty twelve to twenty fourteen sixteen. Like they shared the ball so well. Caleb Martin, it was beautiful. Twenty five last night, and most of them were on backdoor cuts or swings for open threes. It wasn't him and ISO. They were sharing the ball, finding the best shot possible. The ball always moves faster than the defender. That's a key like point of offense. No one can you can't chase the pass like you can chase the dribble. Rebe- Rebecca Gonzalez says true basketball fans though uh, the real fans would appreciate Nuggets heat. Yes, yeah. just real true, basketball yeah. fans would. Yeah. I'm talking but about from a national perspective. Viewers, well, viewers want Lakers Celtics. Yeah. yeah. No doubt about that. I want Nuggets heat or Nuggets Celtics. Celtics. Yes. That's what I wanted. I want Nuggets Celtics. I like the Nuggets. Yeah. I, those are probably my two and three second favorite teams in the NBA. He is Jack Thompson. She is Katie Goodman. I'm James Pledger. This is the Saturday Morning Hangover. Get your phones ready. 656 ESPN. 656-3776 on those kielbasa bacon smoke meats phone lines. We've got a pair of tickets to go see Eclipse, a journey tribute, out at the Aztec Theater on July 29th. Via Live Nation, of course, if you don't win, you can always get tickets at LiveNation.com. Be caller number seven right here to 656 ESPN, 210-656-3776. And you can be going to see Journey as well, or Eclipse, the Journey tribute, out at the Aztec Theater out in July. That is caller number seven right now to the Kielbasa Smoke Meets phone line, 656 ESPN, 656 Three seven seven six. When we get back, Victor Wimbenyama. Well, he's not technically a spur, but I feel like it's pretty set in stone. We're going to talk about the ramifications and the impact of winning the lottery this week. Initial reactions and more coming up here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star ninety four one FM and ESPNSA.com. This is Mike Greenberg. Let's talk the biggest stories in sports weekday mornings at ten. Oh! San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 1250. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and ESPNSA.com. Guys, we've been through some lows. It feels like we're coming up to the high part. Oh, yeah. Spurs win the NBA draft lottery on Tuesday night. And I've been floating ever since. We got wasted for Wimby? Yep. Hashtag wasted for Wimby. (laughs) That was me Wednesday night. I'll take my Wednesday night as wasted for Wimby. There you go. 
Man, there's so many hashtags we can make. Wimby Wednesdays, hash, Wasted for Wimby, Wimby Week. It's a lot. It's, you just wait. Wimby win? Wimby win, yep. God, I can't wait. This is... <laughs> all the, can you imagine all the honking? It's already crazy now. This is so massive for Beautiful. not just the Spurs. The city, the city of, of San, San Antonio, Antonio is yeah. going to change. Yep. And it's going to change in a big way. And I think the first thing we're going to see is remember the rights to the AT&T Center were up last summer mm -hmm. and we were supposed to get a new name on the building. They ended up extending it by a year. Probably pennies on the dollar can, uh, you know, can. Yeah. What they got for the naming rights in this last round versus what they're getting for the naming rights in the stadium this round. Yeah. Is going to show you the full and entire effect of what Victor Wimanyama means People to the organization. Chomping at the bit do to you, have Wimby playing in their building. Do you think that this is going to change the actual location? Right. Remember, we've talked about it for a long time how. AT&T Center is not surrounded by enough bars and businesses. Do you That's, think this is going to spur a whole rebuild? I think downtown is much, much greater of a possibility again. Right? Yeah. Because I'm like, why not? Let's freaking let's go all in, man. <laughs> I look at downtown. As, uh, that's where it has to be. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. can talk about over by the where their practice facilities mm -hmm. being built. We can talk about the north side. Mm -hmm. We can talk about up towards... Uh, Downtown yep. makes the most sense because now with Victor Wembanyama, you have, and you've seen it, over a thousand downloads of the app, over uh, twenty-five. I think it was at three thousand. Yeah. season ticket sales mm -hmm. requests, and that's just since Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, they have completely went from a half-empty building to it's going to be full. We have one, count them, one nationally televised game last year on ESPN. We'll have, it was the game in the Dome. We'll have I won't be surprised to see them on opening night. Yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. be on opening night, and we'll oh, have over sure. thir we'll have 30-plus nationally televised game this for year. Sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I also can't help but wonder if this doesn't help make a case for bringing an MLS team here, too. I know there's been a lot of talk about that. I know this is a little... We're going a little adjacent of San Diego just here. got one. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. And we've been fighting for one for a long time. And now we're about to have a killer franchise in the Spurs. And that's part of it. I really think that's a part of it. If you have one really successful team, you're going to get another. People talk about hockey. I don't foresee the Coyotes mm. coming to San Diego. That'd be lit, I think, though. I think the top of the list is Houston and Kansas City. Yeah. I miss the Iguanas. I miss the Rampage, man. Yeah. No, it was great. I know the rampage was but after the But I just think there are priorities in the NHL and they're ahead of San Antonio yeah, yeah. right now. Not a big soccer. Yeah. Not a big hockey market down here. No, it was just no. fun to go to. Right. It's the best <laughs> best thing to do to get drunk <laughs> to yeah. be drunk at cuz you don't really have to think so hard. Although I was so mad last night watching the Stars lose. Yeah. Game one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> anyway, Victor Wembanyama because that's what he means. Yep. That he yes. brings other things outside of even basketball into the conversation. Yeah. Well, just now. think about like the Lakers come to town. Like celebs are going to come watch Bron play Wimby in San Antonio. Right. Like people will be coming to San Antonio. Like it's going to change the whole aspect and outlook of our city. Dame.
Yeah. Giannis. If we, yeah, like. Imagine Drake on the sidelines. That'd be cool. It's like not far fetched. Yeah. There's a want to see this cat play. Yeah. By a lot of people. Yeah. And it's going to bring a whole different vibe around the entire city and organization. And it instantly makes you, I think this team, as currently constituted, with just adding Victor Wimbanyama with the number one overall pick and possibly somebody in the second, goes from the 22 wins they had last year to, I believe, 40 to you know, they're in the playoff play-in range all of a sudden. They're going to have over 40 wins next year. For sure. That's just with the addition of him, if if healthy. And then if you surround him with weapons, oh, it's game over. But how do you surround him with weapons? I've got that right in front of me. <laughs> crazy thought. Um, Can I just give you a crazy give thought? Me your crazy I love thought. crazy. Okay. Duncan. Can you imagine if he and Duncan were on the court at the same time? What, yeah, how crazy that would have been. Absurd. Right? Would've now, been. what are the chances that Duncan would unretire <laughs> Tom Brady? Do you think he'd pull a Tom Brady? Zero. I don't. For I don't. Zero chances. I, 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 he what? is living Jack, his why are best you life. Crushing my dream. He is Tim living his play best anymore. life. Oh, even with Wimby? I don't think Tim's. Got it's it over anymore it. to play. Over it. I think he's got it. Did I he just come think... back and coach like he was doing for nah, a Tim. Bit? Tim's liking his life outside of Tim the, loves the his life. Yeah. Okay. All right. Continue, Jack. Continue with the actual possibilities and outcomes. Well, this my one year turnaround. Got. I'm. I'm liking it a lot. All right. Before yeah. your turnaround. Mm-hmm. Tavarius on our YouTube live saying 40 when I said 40 wins. I said yes, 40 because 22 wasn't the real number of no, losses. 8 to 10 were calculated losses by substitutions. <laughs> substitutions, sitting, sitting players, yeah. the things injuries, you did at the end of game. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, it is a load injury management for Devin Vassell tonight. Zach Collins has a paper cut. <laughs> These are ways that they manufactured losses this yeah. season. Yes. So you've got to look at those 22. And look look at this team when it was fully functioning. Yeah. At the beginning of the season, they started 5-2. and two. Yeah. Abai was laughing in Team Tank's face at that point. We were still, we were still driving steady. <laughs> got the last laugh. Ha-ha! We were that still driving that train steady. But... Five and two to start the year. Yeah. Fully healthy. Mm-hmm. And then we saw glimpses. Devin Vassell coming back from injury before, or, or even before they shut him down. Mm-hmm. When he and Keldon and Sohan and Ebay played together, they won games. They beat, they beat, they housed Denver. Yeah. <laughs> like this team was better than their record. Much, yeah. Not great, not but great. better. Mm-hmm. They were probably a 30 to 35 win team this past season. If they had tried in all 82 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I would not, say 30, 30 wins was imminently possible for that team. It's not hard to think yeah. that adding Victor Wimbanyama, if he is who everybody thinks he is, can add 10 to 15 wins. Yeah. yeah. Because now you have somebody who can help set the tone on defense mm-hmm. and can also just give you... 
we always we were always looking for we've said it a lot Keldon's more of a Robin than a Batman. Devin Vassell, kind of same thing. We like where his trajectory is headed, but they're both kind of ancillary pieces around a superstar. You have the superstar. You have the number one. You mm-hmm. have the guy that just goes and gets you a bucket now. Yeah. Okay, continue. How do we build around? All right, women? so <laughs> this is my one-year turnaround plan. So it begins with Waving, Trey, Romeo, KBD, and Gorgie. That frees up about nine to ten million in cap space, which puts us at about forty-five, forty-six million. We then trade Keldon, Doug, and Blake Wesley, and whatever amount of picks they want for Dame to match salary. Give them their picks to rebuild that drops us with our cap space and the salary matching to probably about 32 to 33 million. After that, we go sign Vucevic Mm -hmm. or Brooke Lopez along with Harrison Barnes. We are then starting Dame, Devin, Jeremy, Wimby and Vucevic or Brooke Lopez. With off the bench, Devontae Graham, Malachi, Harrison Barnes, Mamu, and Zach Collins. I don't hate it. That's tough. That's 10, 10 dudes that can legit go with a superstar and the number one overall pick. What My question is, what's the cost of a dame? Yeah, I, I think Keldon, Doug, Blake Wesley, and like four first-round picks. Okay. Yeah. That that tracks to about yeah. right, I think. Yeah. I would I would say so. Give him Keldon, young, you know, really good player, could do a lot. Blake Wesley, a lot of potential upside there, and you know, the consummate pro Doug McDermott. And four first to continue their rebuild. And it also matches salary really well. It's probably about a $10 million difference. And if that's the case, at three, they can now take Scoot Henderson if, in fact, Charlotte does go... Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller, and they've got their yeah. piece to... They're, because everybody talked about, it's a two-person draft, Scoot and Wimby. If you get Scoot at three, yeah. you've, got a, you've got a whole new piece to yeah. build around mm-hmm. that is Dame-ish. Yeah, Dame-ish. And you still got Young and Fermi Simons, like... Still, like, there's, it puts you, I mean, obviously they'll be one of the worst teams in the league. It restarts their whole thing. But the upcoming, next year's draft is really good. And the draft after that is also really good. So it puts them in a good spot for their beginning of their rebuild. Gets us our superstar point guard to go with our generational uh, prospect. Mm -hmm. We signed Voos or Brooke. Honestly, I'm liking Brooke a lot. I told you. Now I'm thinking about <laughs> it. I'm really liking Brooke because his he's defense. A, he's a banger down low. He can handle anybody physically in the league, and you know he's the Splash Mountain. Like yeah, he can step out. Yeah, which would be which, huge for the spacing. Talk about a you run a a pick and pop. Yeah, with, with Brooke Wimby. and w- Wimby. <laughs> Like the insanity of that. That's like 16 feet of man. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. So, Two yeah. stories. Oh, man. Dame, Devin, Jeremy, Wimby, and Brooke with Devontae, Malachi, Harrison Barnes, Mamu, and Collins on the bench. Instant contenders. I would put them near the top of the Western Conference with a lineup looking yeah. like that. That's the one-year turnaround plan for sure for me right now. Hmm. <laughs> you like, seem intrigued by this. Well, I like the idea of Wimby and Scoot together, but also how practical is that for us? I mean, to get Scoot? like, would they really part with him just I, to delay the rebuild? Scoot or year? Dame? No, Dame. I feel like is possible. Oh, you're you talking, about talking about going about to get going scoot. up to three to get getting Scoot, scoot yeah. or four? I don't even. know that that's as possible as getting Dame. Well, it's the thing is, if they're going to trade the number one, number three pick, it's going to be for someone a lot better than Keldon Johnson. Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we, besides, like, I mean, our, on paper right now, Keldon is passing probably, on Scoot. It's because they are trying to build a contender with, with Dame, Dame. Yeah. And they need. They don't need future picks for that. No. Unless and those future picks are going to be flipped to get To get Scoot, song. it would probably cost us like Keldon and Jeremy. Mm. Or Keldon and Devin. And I'm not about that. I don't think Scoot yeah. would be worth that right off the bat. I mean, if we're still looking long-term plan. It would be so cool. Though. It'd, be, it'd be great. If we're like, looking- I like where your head's at. That feels very like right. Houston Texan-ish yeah. in terms of just moving back up to get the two best yeah. available prospects. If if we're not looking for a one year turnaround and we're looking to grow Wimby and grow Jeremy and like continue to build what we have in terms instead of like switching up the roster in a big way, then yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't even think Keldon and Devin or Keldon and Jeremy could get, even it, get done. it done. Yeah, probably not. Because I, really I feel like that picks, that's a J, that's like they're g- trying to go get Jalen Brown. That like, feels like that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So I think the one, getting Dame, Bradley Beal. Yeah. Like an established yeah. star. Yeah. yeah. I love Keldon's character, though, and I know that's not the important part here. Right? <laughs> no, I mean, but, but it it's is. Like he's it just is the big, coolest. It's a big Keldon part of San Antonio the culture mm-hmm. so well. No, I love Keldon. It would suck to see him go, but for Dame, <laughs> sorry, buddy. Remember, it sucked to see uh, George Hill go too. Right. Yeah. Some Dame time in SA, bro. But it brought you number two and a title. Yep. I mean, gotta, it sucked what happened after that, but... You got to risk it to get the biscuit. We got to be aggressive, and this is about as aggressive as it gets right here. He is Jack Thompson. She is Katie Goodman. I'm James Pledger. This is the Saturday Morning Hangover. We're going to put a bow on the show coming up here in a couple minutes when we come back. Just kind of go over some things. The NBA playoffs, tonight's Game 3, which you can catch right here on San Antonio Sports Star or on ESPN 1250. And... Jack's contract, Houston Texans. I, I got some tweets. We're not talking Texans. You always talk Texans. I can count on you to talk Texans. Shoot, I'm leaning for Texans I'm, more than Cowboys. I, okay. I'll, yeah. I will talk some Texans on the other I'm side. I'm down to talk Texans, but I don't know I what over, Katie just said. I am over the Cowboys. Let I don't know, know what Katie Let just said. Let me scream it from the rooftops. Scream it. I'm over it. 
This is Michael Jimenez, and you're listening to 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and ESPNSA.com. I'm James Pledger, joined by Jack Thompson and Katie Goodman. We are your Hangover Without the Headache on this Saturday morning, helping get you through that uh, hopefully fun, eventful week with lots of partying, lots of celebrating, wasted for Wimby. Wasted for Wimby, mm-hmm. always. I already know how 2024 is going to be rough. Too old for this. When it comes to the Houston Texans, I think that you should make the case that C.J. Stroud has to start week one. Yeah. Yes. You have to. Yeah. At this point. Not even a question. Davis Mills ain't it. No. And the is there a scenario in which he shouldn't? That... CJ shouldn't start? Mm-hmm. I don't see one. He gets spanked in preseason, but I doubt that. Well, I'm wins and losses are while they're relevant, they're kind of irrelevant. I'm talking yeah. I'm talking practice. I'm talking he can't hang for some odd reason. You that, know, sometimes yeah. things change when you go up a level. That but one. but I I don't see that happening. Yeah. It, unless, if he's lost, he's yeah. having a tough time digesting the playbook. Yeah. Yeah, that's the it's only a scenario. Level. Yeah, and people struggle. We've seen it before. Top round picks go in and they just can't hang as well. Because I've seen, and the Texans are very good about keeping their cards to their vest right now, mm-hmm. as we saw in the draft. <laughs> the, there's smoke that like they may try to bring him along slowly, and there's. I don't want to say that that's a horrible idea because there's precedent that that works. You have Patrick Mahomes. You have Aaron Rodgers. You have Brock Purdy even, who spent the first half of the season on the on the bench as a third string before moving to the second and then taking over finally. Sometimes sitting and watching helps to kind of get you acclimated. But some people also work well being thrown into the fire. Yeah. Right. It depends on how people handle setbacks mentally. Some people need the pressure. Other people fold under it. You know, some need to be coddled. Others don't. just depends on the player. I'm always pro throw them into the fire. I am too. Same. My question is because they've got a very good offensive Yeah, they've got stuff around them that will help so much. I think it'll take a lot for him not to start. The the yeah. receiving core is the one concern I have because he's gone from there's no ones. Olave yeah. Wilson, um, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. and Jackson Smith and Jigba in his time at Ohio State to Robert Woods, Nico Collins, Mechie. John Mechie, Tank Dell, yeah, <laughs> Noah Brown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's but also you like Dalton Schultz. Singletary, yes. Pierce, like there's a lot of weapons to help him. None of them are elite, but they're, you know, I think it's enough to definitely carry him along the way. Thank you, Fred. Yes, SAFC <laughs> does play Detroit FC tonight, and they're probably going to get spanked because they spanked the battery 
who was number one in the East, oh, 7-0 the, the other Detroit's day. Detroit's going to get spanked. Detroit's going to get spanked and put in a corner <laughs> and told to sit in timeout. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm always for. They're bottom of the East. When they go out and handle business convincingly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they got Sam Adoniran back and his brother. So it's going to be a good season, let's just say. Yeah, getting Adoniran back was a huge ad because he was a he was a great piece to their championship run last year. And then they had Oluwaseyu who just came, they just signed mm-hmm. who has a hat trick and an assist in that 7-0 game. He scored every single game he's been in. Like they have a powerhouse of an offense. And once you get PC back in the mix in center mid, Mitch Tainer's back. I'm I'm seeing a championship team again personally. Hey, I love going back to back. To be fair, it's something that the Spurs haven't done. It's true, and we don't want to put any, you know, knock on wood, don't want to put any curses on anybody, am I right? So, <laughs> hey, I think proof is in the pudding. We'll see what happens. All that matters is that they're scoring goals now. Defense is on lock. Fabian Garcia back there, Mitch Tainer, Batista, like just so many good players on that squad. Any of those players could go to MLS. A lot of them already have, Sam being one of them, one of many. Thoughts for tonight's Game 3, a game you can catch right here on San Antonio Sports Star. Starting at 7 o'clock with the pregame, Nuggets heading to L.A. Does L.A. at least finally get one after a couple of close misses up in Denver? They should, I mean, they absolutely have to. If they go down 3-0, this is over. Like, There's no possible way they're going to come back. So they, they have to get this one. I don't know. I mean, it, like I said before, it falls on the shoulders of Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. If he can come out and he can dominate and he'll guard Jokic, he'll want all the smoke, they have a, a great shot to take this. Are one. they trying to keep him off Jokic because of the fact that they're trying to keep him out of foul trouble and, and keep him offensively kind of? Probably, but that hasn't worked. He lost two in a row. Anthony Davis, you know, didn't show up last game. You got to switch something up. I think that's where it starts. Lakers get it tonight, or is nah, Nuggets, Nuggets still, go up three? Yeah. Nuggets still get it. Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm pulling for Nuggets, especially after LeBron keeps mishandling it and flopping. All <laughs> we were we were talking about Jimmy Butler, but no one said anything about Jamal Murray. He's been incredible. We need more time. More time. Well, we have one minute. We do have a minute. I, I misjudged. It's three minutes, 56-50 is the out. Um, Jamal Murray has been sensational in the fourth quarter. He's been that dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I he's mean, Jokic s- has been that dude. Yeah, but you expect it. We haven't seen Jamal Murray play at this level since the bubble, and it's great to see it. This is the team we all expected before mm-hmm. the injuries piled up, and we never got to see it in its full constitution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they look like that team we thought they may have could have been. Yeah. <laughs> and it is, this is a big step forward. And I think them just going out and putting putting the hurt on them tonight will really solidify them as the favorites heading into the finals. I agree. He is Jack Thompson. That is Katie Goodman. I'm James Pledger. Thanks for spending your Saturday morning with us here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star.